welcome back. And if you are new here, I am your host, Anna May. I talk about animals from sea creatures to zoo creatures to dogs, cats, snakes, lizards, and any other type of animal that you can think of, even bugs. I've talked about butterflies. I also talk about fun facts for kids, like where did popcorn and candy come from? Some of the videos that I've created, I will tell you. So you'll have a sense of idea of what my podcast is about. My podcast is very interesting. I've talked about ragdoll cats, which are adorable. I have talked about Bombay, bone and skeleton facts, Maine Coons, the world of Marvel, unicorn history, cat breeds, the... What the? Well, that was weird. I have talked about dog, dog finding your wherever. Um, Close-up photography, pipefish, microphotography, cave bears, stars and planets, zoology, twilight sparkle, photography, stick up mash, figure of six, Nancy Drew, peanut characters, summer for kids, American tree sparrow, Mary Kate and Ashley, beanie babies, popcorn, snails, Corella, morning dove, Tinkerbell, Pizza Facts, Giant Pandas, Potato Chips, and so much more. I hope you all will enjoy my podcast and stay to learn something fun and educational. But the key hint here is fun. And welcome back. I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. I'm trying to make sure this thing isn't too loud or too soft. It's a little hard. Today, we are going to talk about movie facts. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break, sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a the adopt a panda um, poster 
see what happens if I can get this off from here. But yes, I adopt a panda, adopt a sloth, adopt a dolphin. And then I want to get more. I'm excited to get more of these. I do love contributing to animals. And of course, Dr. Panda was the first one I got because it was the only one they had at Barnes & Noble. And then I asked my stepdad to get me a Dr. Sloth for, I forget if it was Easter or just the holiday or Mother's Day. Ooh, okay, giant panda. Wow. Diet, location, habits, life cycle of a giant panda, the look, sleeping, eating, resting, okay. Sleeping 12 a.m., eating 3 a.m., resting 6 a.m., eating and walking around 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., so down period resting 6 p.m., resting and sleeping 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Dang, there's a lot in this poster. A giant panda appetites for bamboo is insatiable. They eat bamboo 14 hours a day. That add up, adds up to about 28 LB. 12.5 kg of bamboo per day. Giant pandas have the autonomy of carnivores. However, they prefer to eat plants such as bamboo. They are more like vegetarians. Yay, pandas are like me. And source loss. Based in western China, giant pandas now inhabit the S-I-C-H-U-A-N Genius and S-H-A-A-N-X-I preserves they inhabit the main mountain in those province. They only live in lowland areas, but farming, forest clearing, and other developments now restrict the giant panda to the mountains. Habitats. Giant pandas are Loners. They dislike being around other pandas so much that they have a heightened sense of smell so they can avoid one another pandas that are nearby. The only time that these pandas seek each other out is during mating season. Males will use their smelling ability to find a female partner when they are ready to mate. Life cycle of a giant panda. In the wild, the lifespan of a giant panda is 15 to 20 years. However, they can live up to 35 years in captivity. Newborn, 0 to 4 months. Chubhood, 4 to 24 months. Independence, 15 months to 2 years. Mature, 4 to 6 years. 6 foot, no, 60 to 90 centimeters, 1.5 through 3 feet in length. The look, giant pandas have a distinct appearance. Their thick back, black and white fur equips them for life in cool forests. Their white coat with black markings is unique with black patches around their eyes and ears, black legs, and a black band around the shoulders. They also have cute white tails. Eyes, teeth, and paws. Eyes, they have a good geographic memory and sense of smell, but they have quite poor sight. However, they have cat-like pulses, so they can still see ADE adequately to move around at night. 
Teeth. Giant pandas start to grow permanent teeth by the time they are seven months old. Their back teeth are about seven times the size of human teeth. With a wide surface area, the powerful jawbone and strong teeth of giant pandas help them crunch and grind bamboo. Paws. Giant panda paws have five fingers facing forward and one thumb. An enlarged bone at the heel of the paw used for gripping bamboo, climbing trees, etc. And that is the last poster so far. And then we have these cute little um, postcards that I'm going to hang up. A sloth, and a panda, and these are so adorable and so cute. Well, let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's give a little bit of a Unicorns love and marriage. In stories and art, young women and girls often help capture unicorns, and this led to unicorns becoming a symbol of love in the Middle Ages, and many experts think that any famous set of medieval tape series called The Lady and the Unicorn represents romantic love. One of the most known unicorn-themed weddings was a night in 1468. Marguerite of New York, the Duchess of Burningham, Graham, B-U-R-G-U-N-D. She was the sister of an English king and was marrying a French duke. A set of narwhal tusks were hung over the table where the food was laid for the guests and people wearing a unicorn costume came into the hall and circled the table. Today, not much has changed. Unicorn-themed weddings are popular. And when a famous fashion designer created a unicorn wedding dress, he had two people in a great unicorn costume. Great white unicorn costume walking down the runway with the model. What does a unicorn wedding dress look like? It can have many layers of fabric, pastels, rainbow colors, Thousands of rainbows, glitter, lace, and even the image of a unicorn sewn across the front. But it's always a bit magical. How to defeat a unicorn. In the Middle Ages, Beastry Book, which 
where long records of all known animals became popular. Many of them described unicorns and their natural enemies as if they were real hunters. As the unicorn tape series shows, hunters were dangerous to unicorns. Unicorn meat was not supposed to be good to eat, but a unicorn horn was thought to have special powers. Like modern poachers, the hunters may have been after the horn, not the unicorn itself. Maidens. Hunters were often aided by maidens, unarmed girls and young women. Medieval people believed that only maidens had the power to lure the unicorn close. As one unknown noun explained in the 12th century, the unicorn surprised that a girl have no beard like some hunters do. So the unicorn believes that the girls are friendly, but when the animal moves closer, the hunters sneak up and kill it. Yeah, okay, my thoughts are don't do that. Elephants, according to medieval baristas, baristas. Elephants and unicorns were rivals who would attack each other. The unicorn battle straggly spared the elephant in the belly with its horn. Lions had a sneaky way of defeating unicorns. When a unicorn started to charge, the big cat would run towards a tree. The unicorn would run straight into the tree and get its horn stuck in the trunk. It wouldn't be able to move. Only then would the lion attack. Great Scott, I spy a unicorn. Because unicorns were thought to be so powerful, astriacal, wealthy or important people who were often friends of the king, started adapting them as symbols. Back in the 12th century, the king of Scotland included a unicorn as a royal coat of arms. Soon the unicorn became the national animal of Scotland. It's possible to find images of unicorns all over the country. Even at the front of a Royal Navy ship called the HMS Unicorn. One Scottish king in the 5th century had gold coins made with unicorns on them. They were worth 18 shillings. A half unicorn was worth 9 shillings. Today that would be 100. That would be hundreds of dollars. That's actually interesting. The Scottish unicorn is sometimes shown with a golden chain which may symbolize Scotland's strength. Since unicorns were almost impossible to catch, a king would capture one and keep it chained up to be pretty powerful. Petty powerful? The unicorn also happens to be an enemy of the lion, and lions are a symbol of England. Today, the two countries are united, but in the past, when they were at war, it was fighting for the lion and the unicorn's banners to face off against each other. Why do some unicorns have wings? In the 13th century and 40, 30th century and 14th century, 13th, yeah, I was like the first time. Art, unicorns often had wings, but natural historians like Caesar and the writers who followed never mentioned wings at all. And all the animals that might have inspired unicorns lived on the ground or in the ocean. Some did the idea come from. One example illustration is that artists thought of unicorns as monsters, or at the very least made up creatures. 
other imaginary animals like S-P-H-I-N-K-E-S and griffins were often pictured with wings. Naturally, artists eventually gave unicorns wings too as a way to signal how Aceful, fabulous, and fantastic they were. What is the Sphinx? The mythical creature known as the Sphinx is the head of a human and the body of a lion. The Sphinx was thought to be very disloyal and untrustworthy. What is the Griffin? The majestic and powerful Griffin is a legendary creature with the head, wings, and tail of an eagle, and the body, tail, and legs of a lion. It is sometimes called the king of all creatures. Unicorn horns are for sale. After narwhal tusks started showing up in Europe and being sold as unicorn herds, people were willing to pay incredible amounts of money to own one. By the 1500s, a unicorn horn was worth 10 or 20 times in its weight in gold. The king of France owned a horn that cost 70000 Ducats, hundreds of thousands of dollars in today's money. Quite a fortune. Naturally, all sorts of royalty wanted unicorn horns of their own. Queen Elizabeth I of England was given a normal tusk as she called the Horn of Windsor. The House of Handenburg, a family dynasty who ruled large parts of Europe for many centuries, had a normal tusk. The Horn of Denmark, built in the 1600s, is made of a real narwhal tusk. A scepter is a ceremonial staff used as a symbol of power, often by a king. The secret power of unicorn horns. One of the reasons unicorn horns were so expensive was that people believed they had healing power. We're going to leave off for there for now, and we'll do some more unicorn talk and what people thought were unicorns later on. I hope you all enjoy it and have a great and wonderful weekend. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Continue with elephants support those in need. Oh, they have a cute picture of two baby elephants just hanging out and cuddling, and it is so cute. Oh, elephants are highly social and intelligent creatures. 
they demonstrate behaviors we humans recognize as compassion, kindness, and altruism. In a study of elephant behaviors, researchers found that when an elephant becomes distressed, other nearby elephants respond with calls and touches intended to console the individual. In addition to humans, their behavior was previously only witnessed in apes, cannons, and corvids. Elephants also demonstrate empathetic behavior and targeted helping, where they coordinate with each other to help a sick or injured individual. That is so cute. They can suffer from PTSD. Hey, the elephants and I have something in common. We know that elephants are sensitive souls with strong bonds to their family members, a need for comfort, and a long memory. So it should come as no surprise that elephants who experience strategy, like witnessing a family member being killed by poachers, have symptoms of post traumatic stress disorder. Calves on the other calves orphaned by poachers will show PTSD like symptoms even indicates later elephants released from abusive situations on symptoms of PTSD long after they found safety in a sanctuary. These traumatic experiences also negatively impact learning. When selective individuals are killed in a curl or by poachers, young elephants lose virtual social information that would have been passed down by adults. So here's the thing. I think if you harm an elephant, they'll know. And then they'll tell other elephants. So just be careful because they know. They know what you do, which is adorable and creepy all in one. But they know. Elephants need their elders. Oh, it's just a group of pretty elephants. So cute. All the information necessary to elephant survival is passed down by their elders. It's critically for young elephants to spend time with older family members, particularly the mature mar 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 Archs, so they can learn all that they need to know as adults. The matures of the herd carries the knowledge of the eldest and shares external information with the young, including how to respond to a variety of dangers and where to find food and water. Well, African elephants live in a material society, researcher has shown that the Asian elephants are less hereditary than their African counterparts and show little domestic dominance based on age or gender. This difference in social organization could be a tribute to habitat. In Africa, conditions are more harsh, so the eldest wisdom is more vulnerable. In parts of Asia where predators are few and resources are plentiful, there's not as much need for strong leadership. They can't live without their trunks. I always thought their trunk was their mouth, but I was so wrong. Filled with over 40,000 muscles, an elephant trunk is powerful and extremely sensitive. Elephants use their 
prehensile trunks to smell, eat, breathe underwater, make sound, clean themselves, and defend themselves. Elephants have fingers at the tips of their trunks. Wait, elephants have fingers at the tips of their trunks. African elephants have two and Asian elephants have one. That allows them to pick up tiny objects. Extremely extrovert elephants can form a joint with their trunk to pile up smaller materials like grains. An elephant will reach out its trunk and use its sense of smell to determine which food to eat. In a 2019 study, Asian elephants were able to determine which of these sealed buckets contained more food based on smell alone. Another study found that African elephants could differentiate between the varieties of plants and the choice of their favorite. Guided only by scent, elephants also use their trunks to hug, crease, and comfort other elephants, and baby elephants suck their trunks like human babies suck their thumbs. Apparently, this helps them to learn how to use their trunks more effectively. With over 50,000 muscles in the trunk, this helps a young elephant figure out how to control and manipulate the muscle in the trunk so that it can be fine-tuned its use. And if you're wondering why I don't sound as normal, I don't have my headphones on, they're on charge. They are related to the rocky hyrax. Based on sheer size alone, it's surprised to discover that the elephant's close-risen living relative is the rocky hyrax. Furry, a small furry ornivore native to Africa and the Middle East. And now I just have to figure out what that is. So we're gonna just put it here so I can check it out later. Really? It's really to that? Are you sure? Am I sure? What? Wow, okay. Oh, Alexa, stop. Okay, Middle East that looks similar to a rodent. Other animals closely related to the elephant include, oh boy. We'll continue. Don't forget to always ask a parent or guardian before watching, buying, doing, or listening to anything. And to remember that I do my best to fact check and research what I can about this information. So hopefully this information isn't misleading, but I cannot guarantee 100% of it is accurate. I do my best to try and get 100%. So I hope you all have a great and wonderful week. And I hope you all enjoyed my podcast this weekend. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about it. Also, I hope you all enjoyed this educationally fun podcast. You could check out my Gummy Bears pod YouTube channel as well. And now I'm going to say over and out. See you next time. I hope. Love you all. Heart my fans.